and welcome to the Word of Life Church Podcast. We're delighted you've chosen to spend some time with us today. We believe that today's message has the power to inspire and elevate your faith journey. Before we dive in, we'd like to express our heartfelt thanks to our partners. Your generous contributions make it possible for us to continue spreading the gospel, serving our community, and carrying out our ministry. If today's episode moves you and you'd like to be a part of our mission, we'd invite you to become a partner. Your support has an everlasting impact and allows us to reach even more souls. Now, let's turn our hearts and our minds to the Word as we begin today's episode. Uh, When you think about Joseph and Mary for uh, Jesus to be born, literally a threat was upon their lives. Uh, Literally, they had not done anything wrong, and you have a king that is out to kill them. You have a a king, well, not to kill them, uh, but to kill the baby, basically to kill the plan of God, to kill the dream of God. And I can't imagine what they were dealing with, but I'm pretty sure we have all dealt with something that they were dealing with. Because I believe, if I was to ask every one of you uh, in here by show of hands, if you have a dream or if you have dreams or if you have a goal or have a goal, everyone's hand will go up. And it's interesting, my son and I on the way here, uh, he normally, he likes to play this game, blueberries or cranberries, and you have to pick one. And I said blueberries, and then he was like, okay, uh, oranges or bananas? And he picks oranges, but he doesn't like the white part, what he called uh, being on the orange. And I said, I like banana. So I said, Chase, let me ask you something. Which would you choose, winner or loser? Winner. Okay. Achiever or quitter? Really, Dad? He says achiever. It's like, yeah. And in that moment, I begin to think how we all in life, we never choose quitter. We never choose loser. But at times, we can literally go down that journey of quitter and loser, even though that was never, ever, ever our decision. But life itself can cause us to quit. Life itself can even put us in a position that where we're losing. You think about a football team, basketball team, you know, you got football season going on, basketball season going on. No coach ever sets out to put a number, to put a number under the lost category. Every coach desires an undefeated season. Every coach desires to win. Every player Wants the championship. They want the ring. Everybody starts out, woo, we're going to be champions. We're going to win. We're going to be undefeated. But then the game starts, and you realize, man, there's some players out here, coach. Man, they got some potential. Can you imagine in the Olympics, this is just me, USA coach. We're just going to have a little bit of fun right here. USA coach, and you have uh, running track, and then you have Usain Bolt. Anybody know who Usain Bolt is? Look at that. USA coach. All right now, guys, we're going out here for the silver. Because I already know Usain Bolt is in this race. And unless he make a mistake, 
we will not get to go. We're getting the silver. Going for the silver, baby. All right? Silver. Coach doesn't do that. Even though he knows that runner has the potential and has a track record that he's going to blow everybody out the way. Pretty much he's used to looking back on that left shoulder or that right shoulder because no one is in front of him. But you know what? The USA coach, he doesn't go out and say, we're going for silver. What do you say? Hey, guys, I want you to get out of here. Do your best. We done practice. We done train. And even though you are up against a person that is known right now as the greatest, you do realize you can win this race. And even though the players have seen the track record, it's like, man, whoo. They don't say it to the coach. Maybe they say it to themselves. Man, oh, you saying, boy, boy, he didn't get sick today. Like, man, I can remember, Callaway graduate, when we would get ready to, when we would, <laughs> see on the schedule when we would play Murrah High School. See, I can say this now. I couldn't say that back. In high school, I can say it in 2023, but I can remember looking at Murrah High School, dear Lord Jesus, Ronnie Henderson, Jesse Pate, Othello Harrington. If y'all don't know who they are, it's okay, I got you. Basically, these were the guys you want on your team. These guys alone combined were averaging 70 to 85 points a game. Yeah. So, you know, we stepping up in the gym. <laughs> yeah, Callaway, baby. <laughs> so, you know, the girls play. We get out there. It's time for us to warm up. I'm warming up. Looking at Ronnie and Jesse. Because you know, th- back then, I mean, that was like the NBA for us, those players. They were just that skilled. But guess what? We still went out there to play. We lost. Okay, I'll put it out there. We lost. But we still had it within our heart to win. Joseph and Mary, they desired to have baby Jesus. But in their life, there is a threat that comes about that wants to take this dream away, that wants to take this desire away. And in your life, in my life, no matter what dream or dreams or goal or goals that you have, someone is going to try to come and take it away. Enemy, Satan himself, the enemy wants to take that dream away, the plan of God away. So let's look in our Bibles, Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, we'll start with, I'm trying to see, looking at the time here. Let's start with verse 9. Matthew chapter 2, verse 9. No, I'm sorry, let's go to verse 3. 
We'll go to verse 3. Matthew chapter 2, verse 3. When King Herod heard this, meaning about Jesus being born, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. Verse 4. When he had called together all the people's chiefs, priests, and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. Verse 5. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Of course, King Herod, knowing this and hearing this, he's threatened by a baby that's not even born. He's threatened. So let's go to verse 13. Wise men had already visited Jesus, fell down and worshiped him. Verse 13. When they had gone, talking about the wise men, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up. Everybody say, get up. Get up, up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Verse 14. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt. Let's go over to verse 19. Same chapter, Matthew 2, verse 19. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, get up. Everybody say, get up. Take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother And he went to the land of Israel. In the midst of a dream, in the midst of God's plan to be born in the earth, baby Jesus, there were instructions that were given. Not only to save the child, but so the plan of God could be birthed in the earth. My question to you is, will you be king of your dream or will you allow a Herod to be your king. The very dream that's on the inside of you is not just for you. The very desires that you have in your life is not just for you. It's for God's plan. It's for God's will to be done in the earth. You know, you think about how my wife and, you know, just shared about seeing the exterior of the building about to be painted and You know, being here for a little bit over two years and getting the renovations done, this was a desire to see the inside and the outside done. And how many of you all know we like things to be done quick, fast and in a hurry? Drive through. Y'all know about drive through. Y'all see 20 cars in front of you. You still get in line expecting for it to be a two minute time frame for you to get your meal. You go to a restaurant, they tell you it's a 30-minute wait, but you expect to be at the table in five or ten minutes. 
You sit down at a table and you see the restaurant is crowded. And so when a waiter or waitress come, it is still that expectation for them to move speedily and quickly to take your order, get your order, put your order in and bring your order to the table as though there is nobody else at the other tables. I'm talking about myself, not y'all. That's me. And isn't it amazing that even when we set out and writing our dreams and goals down, we never think about the obstacles that we probably could face in the midst of those dreams becoming a reality. And at times, we don't become the king, if you're a man, or the queen, if you're a woman, of that dream. We allow somebody else to become the king and the queen of that dream. And now there's pressure on us and we try to perform outside of who we are. And what I like about Joseph and Mary, they were told to get up, they got up. And out of getting up, the plan of God, it was not delayed. It was not denied, nor was it destroyed. The plan of God was not delayed, was not denied, was not destroyed. So get up. Take your child and the mother. So Joseph, he got up. He took the child and his mother. Let's look at these definitions right quick. Pull it up on the screens on the three. Delay, deny. And destroy, Because this is something that the enemy wants to do with your dream, with my dream. So let's look at all of these definitions, then I'll close it out. Definition of delay. Delay. Delay implies a holding back usually by interference from completion or arrival. You think about King Herod. He's coming in. He's coming in interference. He wants to hold back that plan, that dream. Let's look at deny. Deny implies a firm refusal to accept as true or to acknowledge the existence of. Herod did not want to acknowledge the existence of God's plan in the earth. Destroy. Destroy to put an end to, to do away with. If your why doesn't make you cry, the commitment will be too high. If your why doesn't make you cry, the commitment will be too high. That's not my quote. I got that from one of my mentors, Darius Daniels, listening to him this week. And he just began to share about his life journey, just different things he's been through. But I can remember listening to, I don't know if you ever heard of him, but Bishop T.D. Jakes. I heard, yes. I can remember listening to him and he shared his story about how he always had the dream to be an author. So now he's writing and this book is ready. But no one wants to publish his book. No one really knew 
who he was. And it's like, well, we're not going to publish it. You're going to have to fund all of the resources to get this book published. So lo and behold, he and his wife sat down and they pulled the money from their 401k, $40,000, published his first book. After publishing that first book, he does not have a problem with anybody wanting to publish his book. If your why doesn't make you cry, the commitment will be too high. Do you believe in your dream? Do you believe in your goals that much that even when you are up against the wall, that sometimes it's like a delay or deny or sometimes it feels like that dream is destroyed? Are you still pursuing the very dream that you said yes to? Are you still pursuing the dream that you still have a heart for that when you shared it with people, do you still have that same passion? Do you still have that same desire for it to come to pass? Because there is a commitment for your dream, you know, to be birthed in the earth. It's not just going to come just like that. And the enemy will apply pressure to make you quit, to make me quit. The enemy will apply pressure to even make you believe no, no one even wants your dream to be a reality. You're the only one that wants it. And so I can remember myself days down here at our outreach building. I know I shared the story before. But I'm asking the Lord, like, why? Like, why? Like, why Capitol Street? But not only Capitol Street, why me? Like, literally, why me? Because of the pressure that was on me, because I saw what it would take for things to be done to bring about a change in the city of Jackson, starting right here on Capitol Street. So the very one that wrote down dreams, the very one that wrote down goals, I started doubting those myself because of the pressure. And I wonder how many of you all are in this room right now that you're under pressure when it comes to your dreams, when it comes to even where your life is at. Maybe you're in a place you didn't expect to be in, or maybe you are at that place where you expected to be in, but there's some pressures, there's some things that come with it that it's like, man, can I still pursue it? Man, do, do I still believe in me? And I remember days riding down, getting off the Pearl Street exit. Some days not even wanting to come to the outreach building. We hadn't even gotten this campus yet. This campus wasn't even in existence. And I go upstairs and all I can do is sit and cry. Couldn't work because I'm like, what is this? Different things. I'm hearing and seeing out of the window, different conversations I'm hearing. And it's like, Lord, really? Is this where you put me? Like, this is where you want me to be? Like, what, what will come of this? 
so then my wife, you know, I get out of that season of hurt. Um, and when I say hurt, things that I saw. And now I'm in a season of hope. And then my wife, she comes on staff. And so now she's seeing the very things that I saw that I never shared with her. Because I'm like, if I share it with her, I don't want her to get discouraged. I want her to keep the faith. I don't want her to see my tears. Not that I'm afraid for her to see my tears, but I don't want my tears to discourage her. So she gets here and I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, what do I do? What do I do? He said, do the very same thing that I had you to do. So he was like, show her like I showed you. So, man, we would ride the streets of Jackson. We would ride Capitol Street, and I would show her the vacant lots, the vacant uh, homes, dilapidated buildings. I would show her those things. And next thing I know in her, she's like, babe, I don't know. You sure we heard from God? So now we get out of that season. We're in faith. We're in hope. We're pressing on. We're pushing like, oh, yes, God is with us. God is on our side. Let's go, Jackson. That's what we would say right now. here. Let's go, Jackson. Then our children, Chase and Kyle, you know, children, they talk. They're honest. External and internal. So now we get the building. Kim and I, we navigate through that. Now we get this building. Chase is like, Dad, so who told you? (laughs) To come down here. I said, well, son, it was just confirmation when Pastor Joel had already shared that I would be the campus pastor. He said, oh, okay. Well, you know, since God told you, he didn't tell me. (laughs) Won't you drop us off at the Lakeland Drive campus and y'all go to Poindexter? They just keeping it real. That's how we felt. Lord, really, you want us to? So they are expressing what we have already gone through. But now, not just going through, that we have overcome, that now we are pursuing the very dream and the goal and the desire, the plan of God. So what we tell our son, Chase, it's like, hey, Chase, you know, the same God that's at Lakeland is at Poindexter. Really? That's how he look. He look really? It's like, son, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. I was like, the good thing about it, the God that you learned about at Lakeland, he's no respect of person, even in Poindexter. So now you get to share your story. Now you get to share the faithfulness and the goodness of God in the lives of the young children to let them know that the same God that is all, that's at all of our other campuses, he's the same God here and he's no respecter of person. So you think about that now. This has been renovated. He comes in and he's like, wow, God really is good. (laughs) So then we tell him about, you know, the exterior. He's like, oh, man, it's finally going to get painted. Yes. What you think about it? 
Just think if the dream, we had allowed it to be destroyed. Could it be experience? Could it be witness? Could it be a testimony to God? No. Literally, Kim and I, we had to get up. Bring our children to Poindexter and show them the goodness and the faithfulness of God, even when it looked like God was not moving. They saw a move interior. They're now about to see a move exterior. My question to you today is, are you getting up with your dream? You know, it's an interesting story about John Maxwell. He's another one of my mentors. He talks about leadership a lot. And at the end of this leadership conference, a young man comes down. You know, he had a Q&A session. And so the man comes down and uh, he gets to ask John, you know, um, people get to ask John questions. And he made this statement, the young man, when he finally got to John. He said, hey, I want to do what you're doing. John responds, you do? You want to do what I'm doing? He's like, yeah, I want to do what you're doing. I want to speak. I want to stand before people, speak to thousands of people, encourage them. I want to speak. I want to speak on leadership. That's what John says. He said, I know you want to do what I'm doing, but do you want to do what I did to get to do what I'm doing? Basically, do you want to go through the process to get to stand in front of people, to speak forth the dream, to share the dream. Do you want to go through the process? And all I want to do in this moment is to encourage you all to go through the process. Will there be times that you want to quit, that you want to give up? Will there be times that it's like, man, it's taking too long. It doesn't make sense. Man, I can't believe I'm experiencing this. I didn't think I would be experiencing this. I can't believe this happening. But will you continue the process? Because we have all been under pressure. As I close, we'll read this. I think he had time to pull it up. Uh, If he didn't, I'll just read it from my phone. Because I gave it to him. Uh, Pressure points. Under pressure. Pressure points. More than 350 pressure points are located among, along symmetrical meridians in the body. Each pressure point relates to its own specific ailment and muscle group. When these pressure points become blocked, they impede the normal. Balance flow of energy through the body and cause illness and pain. The enemy knows we have pressure points. What is our pressure point? What we see. What do you see right now? Do you see the impossible or do you see the possible? Do you see your dream or do you not see your dream? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
So do you still have that same expectation of your dream to be a reality? Do you have that same expectation to hold the dream in your hand and with your eyes? Do you still have that expectation? I know some of y'all may be used to Amazon or even Amazon Prime. Or maybe even Nike or Hibbets, you order some shoes or ladies, you order some purse or outfit. And they give you an an expected date. Some of them even have a tracking package. And it updates you on where the package is. But haven't you noticed that even though the package at times may be delayed, you still are expecting that package with that same expectation? Because you know when you get that package, it's going to do some good to you. If it's shoes, it's going to do some good to your feet. If it's an outfit, it's going to do some good to your confidence, to your look. If it's a hair product, it's going to do some good to your hair. If you don't have hair. It's okay. You get products for your hair to make it, make it, make it shine. You get products if you don't have hair. Make it shine and look good. I got to keep my men involved, engaged. But there's still an expectation. Even though a pressure point hits like, man, they said they was going to be here Tuesday and man, it's going to be Thursday. But you still have an expectation it's coming. Even though it may be delayed for one day, man, it's coming. So I just want to encourage you, no matter where you are, with the manifestation of your dream. Will we all be under pressure? Yes, we will. But will you still keep your expectation? Realizing that if you don't quit, that if you don't give up, that if you don't deny the dream, if you don't destroy the dream, if you don't delay your confidence, as the Bible says, cast not away your confidence, for it has great recompense of reward. So will you pick up your dream again? Will you pick up your desires again? And not allow the pressure to hold you back. Will you stay focused to your why? How do you stay focused to your why? I wanted to get some index card. The store didn't have the index cards. I was going to have y'all to write down your dreams and goals on your index cards. Because John Maxwell, that's what he did. That's how he became a writer. Every day he wrote something down about his life, encouraging himself. And out of that, he has now written over many, 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 many books simply because of what he put on an index card. So I want to challenge you. Write your dreams. Write your goals. So I know I said this at the top. I got to challenge you. I said, if I was to ask the question, if you had dreams, if you had desires, I believe everybody in this room would raise their hand. 
So now I'm going to ask the question. You can respond if you want to. Or you don't have to. But how many of you all would say, by show of hands, that you have some dreams and some goals that have not come into reality right now? Just let, let raise your hands. All right, you can put them down. Notice how we're all in the same place. Serving, praising, same God. You still have an expectation for that dream and goals to come to pass. I still have an expectation. The question is, will we do the same as Joseph and Mary did? Not only just hear the voice of God, but follow the voice of God. Get up. Take your child and the mother. So you get up. Take your dream. And begin to put your voice on it. Take your dream. Begin to look in the mirror and speak to your dream. iPhone. I don't know if the galaxies have them. Voice memo. Yes, yes, we do. All right. I, I. See, I just do that to make sure y'all st- are still engaged. Yeah. Voice memo. Record, record yourself. Record your voice talking about your dream. So when the pressure does come, when you do feel like giving up and quitting, you can press play and hear your own voice talking to you. Because this is how you make a decision to not allow the Herod to be the king or the queen of your dream. This is how you become to be the king and the queen of your dream. Because sometimes you don't even feel like moving your lips. Because you're asking the question why. But in that moment you can press play. And hear your own voice speak to you encourage you lift you up because there's a dream in you that must be birth it has to be birth that's why you are here that dream just isn't for you it's for us it's for people all over the world they may not ever get the opportunity to meet you face to face but they'll meet that dream face to face And when they meet that dream face to face, they'll become encouraged. They'll become lifted up. But guess what? This dream just isn't a natural dream. This dream is also the plan of God, Jesus, the Savior, the King of this world. So God needs us to live out the dream, the plan that he has placed in our lives so that others can be touched So everyone, just do something for me. I just want to take the time generally to pray. But if there's something specific at the end of our service, the prayer team will be here. And if you want them to pray something specifically for that dream, just just for you, let them do it. So everyone, just lift your hand. Dreams, goals, desires. I have mine lifted as well. Father, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this day. 
Father, thank you for every hand that is lifted, that is raised. Father, you know exactly what they have been experiencing. Father, there are still dreams that have not been birthed. Father, I know with you all things are possible. And so, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for every person whose hand that is lifted. Father, right now, I pray for peace upon their minds. Father, I pray for rest upon their bodies. Father, I pray that they will not do things in their natural strength, but, Father, that they will yield to you in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that you're giving them instruction. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that you're giving them revelation about the dream. And, Father, I thank you that as they pursue the dream, they know that this dream, it came from you. So they will seek you first. And as they continue to seek you, Father, everything that they needed, it shall, it will be added unto them in Jesus' name. Everyone repeat this after me if you want to. Say, God, thank you for the dream that you have given me. God, I need your help. Help me to see what I need to see. Help me change what I need to change so that I can see the dream be a reality in my life, in my family's life, in the world's life. Thank you for entrusting me to be a carrier of your dream. And I say in Jesus' name, it shall come to pass. It shall be a reality in Jesus' name. 